Hello, lovers and friends. Welcome to Older, None the Wiser, where I, Madeline Doggett, use my firsthand experiences to help you learn important life lessons. Knowledge and wisdom are often used interchangeably. They are not the same. Wisdom cannot be learned from a textbook, but from experiences. As I grow older, I still find myself making mistakes and learning lessons, oftentimes relearning lessons over and over. Through this podcast, I hope to instill some wisdom and insight that brings value into your lives. That being said, let's get into today's episode. Hey you, I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. I've missed you so much, and of course, I love sitting down and getting to help you through life's unknown. Today will be the first installment in a series I am going to call Philosophies of Life. So, I was inspired by these four papers that I wrote for my philosophy class, my first semester of community college. That class was, I loved it, honestly, and I think that being able to write the philosophy of certain subjects from my own perspective and from my own words made it that much easier to understand And I assume that, you know, maybe by talking about it, sparking conversation, that it might aid in your life lessons that you're going through right now. That's my hope, at least. But before we get into that, I'm just going to do a quick little life update. Um, I (laughs) I assume that you guys enjoy these life updates and that it's more interesting than the actual subject matter of the episode. Especially my dating life because even though my dating life is absolute shit, it's kind of funny and there's there's some lessons to be learned. Especially like even talking about it and working through it, I'm like, okay, I realize what can be learned from that situation and it just goes to show you how much I've grown as a person like especially how I how I handled this situation that I'm about to talk about so essentially I went on a date with this guy in June so kind of a while ago and I talked about it on an episode and I this was when I talked about the guy who we had like a pretty good date, but then at the end, we had that very emotional kiss, right? So anyways, he like said that he only wanted casual sex and then it didn't work out. But so we've been still like briefly, periodically talking just on social media or over text or whatever. And he posted just um, a screenshot of a a Spotify artist. Um, And then the caption, I forgot what it said, but it prompted me to then swipe swipe up on his story and ask, is that your celebrity crush? And he then said, no, 
I do think she's beautiful, but I think a lot of people are beautiful. And I just said, and this was totally innocent of me. I had no other intentions by asking this. I was genuinely curious, but I'm so glad I did because I then said, haven't you ever been mesmerized by someone's beauty? Because beauty is objective and, or it's subjective, my apologies, subjective and you know, we have a hierarchy in our head of people we think are beautiful. So I was like, come on, you, like you can't think of anyone that you think is above all the rest. And I meant for him to, you know, say a celebrity because we were talking about like celebrity crushes. But then he said, yes, there is this one girl. And then I kind of he was talking in the third person. So like he was typing as if he was talking about like it from my perspective it was like he was talking about me but in the third person to my face so it was a little bit confusing now maybe I was confused by the whole situation but he essentially said I want her she might want me but I don't really know I want to wait for her but I don't know how long that's gonna be and I really did think he was talking about me. And I just thought about that conversation in my head for like the whole weekend. And Saturday night, I believe, I texted him, hey, can we talk? I know you're probably sleeping, but can we talk? He left me unopened, <laughs> which I didn't take offense to because lots of people leave me unopened, whatever. So I then was like, hey, if you were talking about me, let me know and let's talk about it. But if you're not talking about me, I I'm here to support you or give you advice or whatever. And then this felt like a punch to the gut. He said, oof, I was talking about some other girl. And I was like, at, in that moment, I was like, well, what the fuck? First of all, this kind of hurts because it is like a rejection. And also, I just felt like, damn, now I look conceited and vain. And of course, I don't want to look conceited or vain. And this is where I went wrong. And I will admit that this was not the mature reaction. But I was hurt. Of course, I've been hurt worse. But it, it did hurt, sting a little bit. So I immediately unadded him off of Snapchat. And then a couple hours later, I get a text. Hey, why did you want to add me off of Snapchat? And I essentially said, like, what's the point? Like, I, I was like, what is the point? You're mesmerized by this other girl. You're clearly obsessed with her. You want to be with her. But then, like, what are you doing keeping me around? Because it's... It's been quite clear that you've just wanted sex from the beginning, so, like, why on earth would we be friends? It just doesn't make sense to me. And then I said, also, honestly, I was a little hurt by that, but it is up to you if you still want to be friends or not. And then I left it at that, and he did not respond. Of course, I'm a little upset because I don't know how long he's been mesmerized by this girl, but I just wish that... 
the universe would have, you know, gotten rid of him a little bit sooner. Not that I've invested any time or, like, thought into this guy. But, I don't know, things work out the way they work out, and you can't dwell on them for much longer than you have to. So that's just one lesson that I've learned, you know, to not overreact in the heat of the moment and to hold your own because I was like, I literally am not a second choice and I'm also not a friend by default. Like, if you want to be my friend, then you have to be my friend throughout our whole entire interaction. Like, you can't be like, oh, I want casual sex, but then when I say no, and then when I hear you talk about how you like this other girl, and then you want to be friends, and then you're wondering why I unadded you off of Snapchat, well, you should have been clear about, you know, the fact that you wanted to be friends, or wanted to stay friends, at least. I... That's that's really all I have to say about that. There was this this other guy that I don't know, maybe I already talked about it. I can't remember. But he was just so sex obsessed. I don't even understand. And he added me on Snapchat again, and then when I kept saying no to sending him nudes, he unadded me and I was like, I just thought that situation was hilarious and the only reason why I un why I added him back is because I wanted to see how this situation would unfold for my own personal entertainment. That's essentially what it is, is entertainment for me. Because it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to abandon all this hard work I've been doing about, you know, saying no to sex and being able to say no. And that's another thing. I've been saying no a lot recently. Which is okay. I think saying yes or saying no are both good things. And there's like, you know, the psychology behind the power of yes. But then you should be able to say no to anything in your life without having to feel guilty or without having to feel like you're conjuring up a lot of willpower. But I can easily say no now to things, especially to hanging out when I'm tired or to guys when they want nudes. Especially guys when they want nudes, because I'm just like, I'm just so tired of it. Anyways, so that's my my boy update. We'll see if there's anything juicy that happens between now and next week. You know, they do provide me a lot of material for my episodes, so thank you to thank you to dating apps and thank you to boys. So besides that. I've been feeling a lot happier, actually, which, of course, I'm not medicated anymore, but I still struggle with depression. Like, major depressive disorder doesn't just go away on its own, and I think sometimes it's hard to grapple that I'm still struggling, even though it's, like, a different kind of struggle now that I'm off my antidepressants and now that I'm you know, kind of working through some stuff that I've been meaning to work on for a very long time. Also, it's kind of like getting colder, and of course it's turning into August, so 
I'm very excited for colder weather and pumpkin spice comes out this month so I'm so excited because I am a dirty slut for pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks. If you got me that with toffee nut instead of vanilla syrup but if you got me that I think I would literally marry you on the spot right now because that just oh my god my mouth is literally watering that sounds so good I'm just really I'm really feeling good you guys I'm feeling so much happier and brighter and lighter and I'm on the acne medication I was telling you about and I'm so hopeful and there's just so much that's kind of going on right now but let's get into the subject of today's episode. Episode one of the philosophy series, Beauty. This was the very last paper that I wrote for my philosophy class, and it's honestly my favorite one that I wrote. I also got the best grade on this one. I think, and it's been coming up a lot recently because I've been thinking about things from my perspective like the things that I think are beautiful or the things that I think are not attractive or even perhaps ugly I'm like wow that really is my opinion and not everyone feels the same way and I think as humans it's kind of hard to grasp grasp the fact that we all think of beauty as something different like one man's trash is another man's treasure sort of sort of situation. But first, uh, we will go through the definition of philosophy, the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. So, beauty. What is it? Why do we all feel differently about it? First, I will read my paper and then we can discuss afterwards. Beauty is not in the eye of the beholder. You see, our idea of beauty is embedded deep within our DNA. Beauty is neither objective nor subjective. For it to be both would be unlikely. However, if we stop to think about it, even the objective beautiful traits are in the eyes of the beholder, not in the object. Why? Scientifically speaking, we've evolved biologically, but our understanding of beauty has conceptually stayed the same since the time of Homo erectus. Beauty must be in human condition if our ancestors many years ago had a sense of beauty, especially since we often find similar things beautiful, such as artworks or natural landscapes. The eyes we use for beholding aren't so different from each other either, since all humans share 99% of DNA. Perhaps beauty is perception itself, or at least the stimuli it creates. Beauty is the experience of the sensation we feel that arises from looking at something. Is beauty a myth created by men to describe the indescribable feeling we get from looking at anything that pleases our eyes? We can find beauty in anything, yet we can't find it in everything. Beauty is our universal truth. However, it is something we all see differently. Gun to my head, if I had to define beauty, I would say it is simply sublimity. 
how we can look at something in total awe and it triggers the aspiring part of our brain. It, let, it lets us admire what catches our eye from afar. Everything is in the eye of the beholder. So, very proud of this paper. And the thing about this philosophy class was we, the whole entire semester, the whole entire semester was discussions. We had four papers that we had to write. And those four grades, each paper was 10 points. And those four grades was our entire grade for the class. So he really emphasized the quality that we had to put into these papers because they were our only assignments. But I, even to this day, I'm like, wow, I feel really proud about this paper that I wrote. But let's dissect it. So beauty is not in the eye of the beholder. We can't for ourselves decide if something is beautiful or not because it's our opinion. And our opinion does not reign true for every single thing that is beautiful or not. If that was the case, then we would be living in a very black and white world as opposed to having the huge gray area that we do have in our thinking and what is beautiful. But it is deeply embedded within our DNA. Long times ago, long times ago, <laughs> what the heck? A long time ago, when we were drawing pictures in caves, we were first starting to, to discern the feeling that we got when looking at something beautiful and that of course has evolved and as we've developed biologically we've been able to cope with this feeling a little bit better through artwork through movies through adjectives through all these things we're finally you know being able to decipher in our own brain what we think is beautiful and what is just not because when we look at something, it really is, beauty is the feeling that we get when looking at something. I can look at a cup and think, oh, it's just a cup. But if I look at a cup and I get this feeling so deep within inside myself, I'm like, wow, the only way I can, you know, discern that feeling you know, from all the rest is, oh, wow, it's a beautiful cup, beautifully painted cup, or whatever the situation is. And the thing is, the reason why beauty is universally shared is because we do share 99% of the same DNA from, from everyone in the entire world. So essentially, that's why I said it's neither objective nor subjective. Because for it to be both, it just doesn't make any sense, I guess. And that's why I said in the paper, I said beauty is the perce perception itself, or at least the stimuli it creates. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's literally the feeling that we get. And I honestly think that, you know, it makes sense because, like, realistically if a group of people were standing on a mountain in Hawaii they 
see the sunset and they're like, oh my God, wow, this is so beautiful. I'm sure a majority of that crowd would be like, oh my gosh, this is a gorgeous view. It's because, you know, we stand there looking at the earth and all of its like mighty creation. We're just like, holy shit, how do I describe this feeling? Oh, beautiful. Especially like if you if you think about it, that's why a majority of people tend to disagree on like objects. Like, um, you could, for example, like, let's just say a, a coffee table, a handcrafted coffee table. That's an object. So what I'm essentially saying is like, okay, then now if you gather a crowd of people, I'm sure there'd be contrasting opinions because maybe it's not someone's aesthetic. But the thing is, if you think about like, you know, art or the earth, all of a sudden, more and more people think it's beautiful because it just triggers that reaction. And that's why, you know, this ain't like one man's trash is another man's treasure because we don't hold the same, I guess, physiological reaction on objects. And... The gray area here is when I think about it, like, what about people? Like, of course, it's kind of the same thing as an object. I mean, not everyone is going to find someone beautiful. I mean, even really attractive, beautiful, beautiful people. There's going to be someone who maybe nitpicks at their appearance and maybe it's out of insecurity or maybe it's because that reaction in their brain just was not triggered. Like, well, oh, frick, if the reaction just wasn't triggered, then maybe everything is is inherently beautiful, but it some things just trigger that reaction for us. And especially, like, if you think about it, like, m- the potential to mate, like, of course, we don't have to mate for survival now, but back when we did... Our brains needed to elicit that reaction in order for us to find someone attractive and, you know, carry on the human race. So it just makes so much sense that it triggers the part of our brains that are like, holy, holy shit, like, this person, place, or thing is beautiful, gorgeous, mesmerizing. Like, what what the, how do I explain this? And of course, as our vocabulary has become more advanced, There's so many adjectives to describe it now, and I wish I could speak more eloquently about it because it's so interesting to just, like, be spitballing all the reasons why beauty exists. Like, is it really something that we just created in order to discern, like, this feeling? Because, like, really, like, if you think about, like, even our words, like, when we started talking as a human race, like, when did we all of a sudden advance to, like, oh my gosh, that thing is beautiful, because, like, it is kind of, like, a privileged sort of thing. If you think about hunters and gatherers, they weren't, like, oh my god, this bush is beautiful. They were, like, oh, this bush has poisonous berries, guess we're not gonna eat today, 
sort of thing. So it it's really something we've evolved and honestly like what the like what the fuck honestly because like if you is philosophy just like evolution like are we just overcomplicating things because I think as a human you know species we do overcomplicate things and if you think about like bears or tigers or birds do you do you think that they think that things are beautiful like they think oh this is food yum or whatever or sustenance but like they don't they don't look at the earth with the same admiration as us humans do so like is this just a byproduct of our minds like how how do I even begin to, like, explain this to myself? Especially because I'm like, well, frick, what is beauty? Why do we all experience it differently? Maybe that's why some people have deeper, like, levels of admiration for something. Because there's different levels of that physiological reaction that we have. Am I just talking nonsense? I really don't understand. Anyways, that, 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 I, I just don't know how else to put it, is the thing. It's so indescribable, but yet so there. Like, it's on the tip of my tongue, if I'm being honest. Like, I can feel, like, what I mean to say, but then I don't ha know how to translate that into human words without sounding like I'm dumb not not dumb sounding like I am just making stuff up to make stuff up or whatever but I want you to think about it yourself maybe even google do some research maybe have a discussion with your family or with your significant other at the dinner table tonight or tomorrow, or what have you. What is beauty, and why do we all experience it differently? Especially, what do you find beautiful? I want you to think about it. Of course, think about the flowers that you think are beautiful. Do you think a lot of people have the same opinions as you? Think about the famous works of art that you think are beautiful. Or maybe even the people that you think are beautiful. Do you think people look at your celebrity crush with the same admiration as you do? But also think about unconventional beauty. Is something, you can acknowledge its beauty, but without having to feel that reaction. Like, am I beautiful to you? Is it, like, do I elicit that reaction? Think about it, like, think about, also, like, think about yourself. Do you think you elicit that reaction? Do you think you're beautiful, but you just don't have that effect on people's, you know, biology? Because I'm sure back in the day, people, you know, knew things were beautiful, but didn't pay any mind to it because they just couldn't afford to. Like, you might think someone's beautiful, but you just know they're out of your league or you're out of theirs or it's not going to work out so you just have to ignore it 
it's a, so interesting to think about and I want you to think about think about it in a more deeper level because maybe it might connect some dots for you. I also think that we need to be kinder about our opinions because I this doesn't really have to do with beauty but and it's something that I'm recently overcoming but there was this person that I didn't like at first and I was upset that someone else liked this person. But then I realized, well, frick, that's my opinion. I shouldn't be mad at someone for getting along with someone. So it's the exact same thing with beauty. Like, I I can acknowledge that, like, for example, like a pair of shoes is beautiful or cute or trendy or whatever, but someone else is not going to have that same opinion. And I have to respect that. And you have to respect that, too. It's something that we could all be better at, to say the least. Acknowledging other people's opinions and respecting them, especially when it comes to beauty. Because I'm sure that even though we all see the same colors, we all have a favorite. And we all have colors that we prefer or colors that we never wear. But we have to be nicer. If I don't personally like wearing the color... What color do I like baby blue but someone else loves baby blue and rocks baby blue then f- fucking rock baby blue like do not get too hung up in difference of opinions especially different pain did you hear that stutter oh my gosh different opinions because we all have different eyes but it's all in the eyes of the beholder I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Have an amazing evening. I'll see you later.